cheers. I don't have anything to cheers you with. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Untitled Life podcast with Caleb and Amy. I am your host, Amy. Sitting next to me is the other host, Caleb. So wow. I did it opposite that time. <laughs> Amazing work. That is yes. the new name, though. Yes. New name of this podcast, which... New I'm podcast, st- who dis? I'm still kind of trying to get used to. I always want to, like, just go into that, you know, old podcast name, but we won't even say it on here because I don't want to confuse anyone. We are now the Untitled Life Podcast with Caleb and Amy, and we want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in today. Caleb, I thought you might want to start us off today um, by you know, painting a picture of, you know, kind of where we are and what's going on. Oh, yeah, I can definitely do that. Even though this is normally my segment. (laughs) Well, thank you for passing it on to me. Um, I feel very inspired, which may come up later, to uh, detail our surroundings right now. Wow, you've never given me this opportunity. It feels Mm -hmm. so... Uh, special. Uh, yes. But, um, yes. Now you, know, you can see why I enjoy doing it so much. Yes. Here we go. Uh, the scenery is still predominantly the same as it was um, and has been <laughs> for mm-hmm. the last few months. Mm-hmm. We are amazingly still in Arizona, still in the southern part of Arizona. Yes, so, that's key. Yes, that's key. it is key. Yeah. Because right now we are just kind of chasing the weather. Yes. Where the weather is good is where we want to be because it is a very fine line right now on where that weather is going to be livable. So In these shoulder seasons. Yeah, these shoulder seasons. But yes. we found one. So, yeah, we're still down here outside of Phoenix. But, man, it is beautiful for being this close to, like, a big town. There is the Superstition Mountains behind us out the window, which are, like, I mean, very reminiscent of kind of, like, Utah. They're so beautiful. I Before we started this whole lifestyle, I had no idea that mountains like this existed in the Sonoran Desert. Like, I just, I hadn't seen, I mean, I just hadn't seen them together like that. And yeah, the Superstition Mountains, just in the middle of this desert, surrounded by tons of different kind of cacti, it's really a sight to see. Yeah, it's it gorgeous. Is, it's still like a stark contrast. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing. I kind of realized, I was like, oh, I didn't know there was mountains down mm-hmm. here in the desert, though that makes sense with how deserts are formed, right? That <laughs> they need some kind of mountain to like Yeah, but I never that. sat down and thought about it that much, I guess. It's it's different. You can you can read about it and see it in the textbook, but until you like experience it and see it out your back windows yeah. like I'm doing right now, I actually see Mount picket post mm-hmm. uh, out our back windows mm-hmm. in the distance, which is something we hiked around the other day mm-hmm. for your birthday. Oh, yeah. Is this kind of like a birthday podcast for you, Ames? Oh, Ames, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> it's not my birthday, but thank you. It was this past weekend. <laughs> it so was, it's as close yes. as we can get to okay. recording a podcast on your birthday. You're right. You're right. Um, other than that, we are, you know, kind of getting into spring here in the desert. So a lot of cacti are starting to bloom, which is something we've never really experienced before either. Literally every single year, we're coming down to the same kind of biomes and experiencing something different each year now in our third winter here we're now starting to see the blooms of the cacti because uh the weather has been nice enough for us to leave us hanging around and it's been a wet enough winter as well so i think like the blooms are kind of i don't know i feel like they were pushed a little earlier this year um but yeah it's incredible to just be walking along the road and you just see out of these little hedgehog cactuses which are short and lower to the ground but you just see these like majestical magenta blooms coming out of them it's like a magenta flower with yellow pollen in the middle like it's so cool 
It really is kind of mind-blowing. I'm trying to not become desensitized to it because mm. we have spent, especially this, like when we get to the tail end of the season in the, in the desert, you know, I'm so used to this landscape. I'm so used to looking out my back window and seeing a 30-foot towering saguaro where it's like, oh, yeah, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a big deal, and the flowers have kind of, like, renewed that. Um, also, there's, like, a big red blob out our side window <laughs> that kind of, I think if you, like, put a white play button on it, it would resemble the YouTube logo. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I see that. I yeah, don't, I don't is, know what that is. Someone yeah, obstructing our view of the Superstition Mountains is what it is. Yeah, they're kind of close, but, I mean, I guess we'll let them hang around for a little bit. Yeah, nothing extraordinary. Very average view mm. that way, you know. It's just, almost like they just wandered over here yeah averagely yeah well so yeah. that that's kind of what we're surrounded by and then um as typical when recording the podcast we have our two dogs up in bed with us who are being very good boys just chillaxing and sleeping kona and jet such inspirations they are they are the inspos for everything <laughs> how was that how did i do on my first description you know what i give you a eight out of ten okay job. what about on the scale of a to f um not e that's i give not a grade. you a minus so you've, oh, got, you've got ways to improve. Barely, but you did, though. But you did really good. If you knew me, you know that if I got an A-, minus, I'm definitely stopping there. <laughs> okay. Like, no well, need Well, that's why to. I strayed from using that type of measurement, but you wanted to bring it into the picture, so. It felt relevant okay. to the weekend. <laughs> okay. We just I had. hear you. I so, hear you. yeah, that's where we're at. Yes. Still in the desi. Yeah, still in the desert. Who knows where we'll be next week, but we don't have to think about that now. We'll think about that next week. But today we really kind of feel like we wanted to dive in today to this topic and this idea of inspirations and just inspiration in general. Like what are some of our inspirations and how do we see those reflected in our daily life? Wow. Um, that's a big topic, right? <laughs> Maybe, unless your inspirations are small. They, which they can be. They I mean, I don't be. think there's like a, I don't really think you can have like a measurement on it. Like small inspirations can make big impacts. Yes. And big impacts can make small inspirations. Yes. You know, I don't think you can, neither way is good or bad. Yeah. They, you know. There's not really a, a structure of being able to rate inspirations. So no. If you're inspired by something, it's like a pass or fail grade. You're either inspired by it or you're mm. not inspired by it. I love you know? the, this like grade this grade theme that you've been on well I, you know i'm always pro education and pro school systems and and all that so i encourage all the children out there listening to the podcast to you know try hard in school and get good grades okay. and uh, go to college all right we're gonna move on from that <laughs> um S- <that's> sarcasm <laughs> so it's it's hard you know it's really especially with where we are at in our lives now caleb which we listeners we have not even like talked about this we really just kind of came up with that topic and then each journaled on our own about it or just sat with it i don't know if you really if you journaled Mm -hmm. that's that's what i do i have to journal about it i have to organize my thoughts but um so we haven't really talked about this until now pre-episode we'd like to save pure inspiration ding 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 for the (laughs) podcast like yeah we'll each kind of we will brainstorm subjects for the mm-hmm. podcast ahead of time, and then we kind of decide on what we want to talk about for that podcast. We don't really discuss it more than that until we come together to yeah. actually actually record. So you have no idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea what you're going to say. We just know the topic that we're going to well talk or just start yeah. with. Other than that, you know, I have lived in close proximity to you for like 15 years. I bet I can surprise you with some of my inspiration. I bet you can. I'm just kidding. But I was going to say, like, where did this question come from? Why do you think we chose this as a topic? Well, I actually was about to... 
that's similar to what I was going to say. It's hard. It was hard for me to like, like I couldn't separate my inspirations from our life right now. I think Hmm. this topic came to us because, because we are, I don't know, we, because of where we are in life, you know, like it's the, the position that we're in right or the way I feel right now. I know it's so fueled by inspiration. I don't think I could be here without constantly feeling the inspirations that I feel and like pulling from those resources, you know? Yeah. I think we're very much, and I feel like this is almost the cap to the episode already, but very much like (laughs) living a lot of our inspirations Mm -hmm. um, where, yeah, what I'm inspired by is like woven right into my life. And then my life helps me spur to like, almost inspire, you know, what I want to do. It's like a double helix. Some would say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you're, you're kind of spot on to that. I think that is where partially where it came from, but I think it's also a question that, uh, I mean, like it's on my inquiry form Mm -hmm. for my business. When Mm -hmm. people want to inquire about booking us or hiring us for their services, one of the questions that I put on my, on that whatever form years ago was what inspires you? And I really know it has nothing to do with the job, Mm -hmm. but I think it really kind of tells you about some like a person and tells you you know like what they're into whether you're going to vibe with them you know you can learn a lot from people like about what they say inspires them i love that question because it kind of removes i think it strips everything away and like strips everything away to just like your pure essence and your heart and like what your soul connects with yeah you know like yeah a lot of times we'll ask people like well what do you do or where do you live or I don't know, where'd you go to school? I don't know, just like kind of postmark or like marks in your life up uh-huh. to this point or maybe what your job is. But that question, I feel like just strips all that away and it's just like your pure soul talking. Yeah. And, and like that to me is knowing someone. And so I love that question. And I love to ask people that question because it really gets down to the heart of the matter kind of immediately. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right. Another thing that I've always not liked to do is especially when we like meet new people and have new conversations is like i hate asking like what they do as if i know well, i hate when people ask me that question <laughs> you hate that <laughs> what do you do Ames? I, I don't know <laughs> you record a podcast you're the host of the untitled life podcast with caleb oh and amy and amy yes. well you are amy Yes. But I hear it a lot. I honestly, I heard it, I think, most recently, the last time I was at an airport, sitting at the bar, drinking an ice-cold Modelo with a slice of lime. What airport wedge. was it? Um, this is was a good question. No, it would not have been the Idaho Falls Airport, though I was there for a good 24 <laughs> hours. That is a different so podcast probably 24 story. <laughs> no, I was budgeting. Okay. One Modelo per hour. That's 24. I, oh, shit. <laughs> No, I couldn't get on the plane then. Um, now, what airport was it? It had to be like Portland or something, or Seattle. Okay. Uh, and or it could have been Denver's. I might have been flying out of Denver's. Anyway, I was sitting in the bar, and yeah, you know, airport talk. People are trying to meet, and one of the first within the minute of someone starting to like be friendly with the person beside them, it's always like, "Well, what do you do?" Like as if their identity is defined mm-hmm. by their job or what they or their work or you know. And uh, when I was like crafting the questions for my inquiry, I was like, I do not want to ask people their work. I like if that comes up in normal conversation, I would love to learn that about them. But first, I want to get to know like the the roots 
behind your tree that's growing. You know, everyone can see or like essentially you can learn about what people do for a work, for a job, for a career, kind of on your own observation. Mm -hmm. But these other questions are some you have to ask to actually like get to the root of it. It's like, okay, how did you get to be this person? How did this branch grow off of your tree? Well, I, think I think inspiration is like one of the roots that grows yeah. out of that. I think it's really cool when, if you do ask someone, like, what inspires you, if one of the first things they come up is something about their job, you know, like, to that's me... That's cool, too, yeah. That's a cool merging of, like, whoa, like, you took an inspiration and, like, made it into work or a job or yes. vice versa. Maybe you just, like, started some sort of job or career, didn't really know what you were getting yourself into, and now it fuels your inspiration. Like, I think that's really cool. But I think a reason that that is such a big question people ask, like, what do you do? I think it's because, because I can understand this. We, especially in America, when people have jobs and careers, that's... This is America. You spend a lot of your time doing that, whatever it is, you know, because, I mean, a typical work week is like the average is like 40 hours, but I mean, you know, there's definitely, we all know people who work 60 plus easily. So... You know, if you're trying to get to know someone, that's a, I mean, that's some sort of insight into it. It hey, is like spend, how they spend their they time. They spend 60 hours a week doing this or whatever. And that, you and know, maybe, it's just an insight. Maybe it says a lot about our society where I don't want to ask people the majority of what they spend their time on. Mm. You know, I want to ask them rather like what, how they got to where they are now to get to spending their time on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, and I, and I think it's kind of taboo for society to just, you know, like not... Like, that is how we spend all of our time. So it's like all we have to talk about. You yeah. know, there's always a joke. Like when people in the workplace go out for dinner, it's like, we're not going to talk about work. But yeah. you end up talking about work anyways. <laughs> you know, back in the restaurant industry, if we went out to a bar after the night shift, all we talked about was our guests that whole night. It's like you can't get away from it. And so I don't know. Just wording it in a way where it's like what inspires you? What yeah. makes, what like gets your gears going? What helps you wake up in the morning? Because, yeah, you may need to go to work and make money. But like. What what else is there? What's behind you? there? Yeah. What's the heart of the matter? Yeah. What is it? So what is it, Ames, that inspires you? Oh, man. <laughs> and how does it fit into your life? What was? How did you word the other part of the question? How is it reflected in, in your life? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, when I sat down with this, it. I mean, I immediately go to all things nature, which pretty obvious at this point to see how that's reflected in my life. But, I mean, everything, I mean... The moon, the cycles of nature. Did you um, just start listing out stuff? I actually, you know, the like, not old me, but like, I think an old habit or old pattern I would have wanted to do with this question is write the question down and literally answer it like it's like on a test, uh -huh. you know. Um, but for what some reason, you? for some reason this morning, you know, I would start writing like a paragraph, like what inspires you? Blah, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. inspires me. This is why blah, 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 which that's like an old habit, an old pattern I would do. But most of the time when I go that route, I don't actually answer. I'm, my brain gets rewired to where it's like, oh, I just need to answer this question. It like switches to like school and test mode. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just know I need to get this which question. Which I'm very pro. <laughs> which, um, it's like, I know I need to get this question quote unquote right. So I just like answer it the way to get it right and to answer the question and move on to the next one. But for some reason, when I sat down with this this morning... I was like, I don't want to do it that like rigidly because I never feel like it's my heart answering. I feel like it's my mind answering when I do that. So I didn't even write the question down. I just started journaling and it kind of turned into like poetry more was how I answered well, the question. Well, you are a poet, whether <laughs> I don't know you it. know it or don't know it. So I just kind of wrote 
a poem. And, like, I feel like I found my answers in the poem. Oh, well, you would know? you like to read the poem live um, or just share I'll sections just share of it? I'll share sections of okay. it. Okay, is it, it long? Feels, um, sort of, but it also just feels kind of like a draft. Like, you know, I kind of just got oh, it all out you're there. you're right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Once you get the draft all, all reworked and re-edited, yes. then you can read it at some point in the future on Maybe. this podcast. Maybe. We would love to hear it as me, a fellow listener right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, it came down to a lot of nature things. The moon, the cycles of nature, um, seeds and how they grow into, how they just trust the life process and they grow into a tree. Um, flowers, how they're so delicate and vulnerable and they open themselves up every single day. Um, music, how it can transport you out of time and space into another realm how it can make you feel emotional um how it can speak to you like without even words um movement is another big thing that inspires me why do you why does movement inspire you you know it's more that's more of like a that's more of a bodily like feeling thing i just know for me personally whenever i get some movement out and like move my body i immediately that's just one reason why i love exercising in the morning, like I immediately feel inspired and ready to take on my day. I feel energized. I feel clear minded. Um, and that I've, that's always been, that's always been a big thing for me. That's not really anything new. Um, but yeah, just to kind of, I guess, go back, I maybe a little more in detail on uh -huh. like some of the ones I said earlier. Yeah. Um, the cycles of nature has always inspired me. I think that's or always, as in like recently, I feel like since we've been so living. Always as, as in not always? Is that <laughs> what you would say? Correct. <laughs> I feel like as we've been living this lifestyle so close to the cycles of nature, I start to see so much the connection between the cycles of nature and like the cycles of life. And like, I really feel like I've started to tune in and pay more attention to, you know, trees, cacti, all the vegetation, and even animals, the animal kingdom around us and the fungi kingdom. Like our dogs. <laughs> yes. And how all those things respond to the cycles of nature. It's similar to us living in these cycles of life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that has, man, that has really, really inspired me and like just made me feel even more connected with everything. Yeah. To like the, the whole cycle of life. Yes. And just to the world and yeah. the universe in general. I think it's especially prevalent like here in the desert. I think mm. down here, while. I mean, many, I think when you picture the desert in your mind, you think of a very barren land with some cacti and maybe, you know, some mountains in the distance, if you've actually learned that from school um, <laughs> and didn't have to see it like we did. But it's very, it's actually very populated with flora and fauna mm -hmm. and in all stages of life. Like one of my favorite things that we've, you can see in the desert is like, if you just kind of walk out, you'll find saguaros that have fallen and mm -hmm. have been like starting to biodegrade back into the earth at various stages from one. I mean, we, we came across one a few weeks ago that had fallen within the last month, probably. Yeah. Um, and then we've seen some that are literally like, you can almost see kind of their faded shadow on the ground uh, from like where they've like been absorbed back into the earth and you can just see like and then you see little baby ones 
that are literally like two to three inches tall. Mm-hmm. And you know that's taken them like five years to get that tall. And it's going to take them another 70 years to grow an arm even. Uh, and then eventually they're going to fall. And mm-hmm. like the cycle is right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's like I am a part of that cycle. It's beautiful to see too like a visual representation. Like you've mentioned, we've seen saguaros fall to the ground and like start decaying right before our eyes. Just the beautiful symbolism of like, yeah, these giants falling and dying and starting to decay but like their bodies are being fed right back into the soil that is nourishing other saguaro cacti and other choya cacti and everything else around here and just that that's the cycle right there is like you know they fall back down into the earth they are feeding the ground they're literally providing whatever nutrients they have left to the soil and like we've learned too being down here that that is really crucial to the desert environment um, you know, in terms of like the, the desert, the whole ecosystem needs that to survive, right. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's one of the things that we have to be very kind of cautious of or mm. aware of, especially in the areas where we camp, where we know that, you know, we're going to being in these areas can leave a footprints and like mm-hmm. we can affect the environments we're in. Um, and just, we need to be aware of that because yeah, the thing, these, especially the desert operates on such a, uh, like a, this cycle that where, yeah, when one thing dies, it's not just waste. It mm-hmm. is like reused and repurposed so that the, the next thing can grow. And all of this is so like symbiotically balanced, very, and very finely tuned that even, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, external force can kind of like throw off the balance. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's cool seeing it, but it's also, you know, it's intimidating <laughs> to to live amongst it yeah but another one that i mentioned was flowers and i feel like definitely kind of like we mentioned earlier that's been something very new and exciting we've been experiencing down here the last uh, spring in the desert the last few weeks um but i just really you know the way that they every morning just open up with the sun and they i mean you look at them they are so delicate they're so ethereal they're so i mean like the colors are unreal. Well, they're vibrant. It is crazy to see how, like, certain colors, especially in the desert, where it's pretty much all within the same, like, hue range, um, where these, like, colors you do not see in nature yeah. all of a sudden just pop out of this cactus. Or super this, vibrant. Like, yeah, super vibrant. But just the way that, even though they are so delicate and so fragile, the way that they still just, they don't care. They still just open up every morning and they're like, here it is, here I am, and, like, we get to like feed off of and like join in on that beauty. Like, I think that is so beautiful. And I love feeling inspired by that than to like take that and like reflect that in my own life, you know, of like like staying open and being who you are and just letting it all out and letting it all show and trusting that like that delights other people and then you can delight in them and it, you know. And then also that helps like spread seeds to others, mm. you know, which I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about that part of it <laughs> that where, you know, you can, you can, the flower is like given life and pollinated and like spreads its seed that way. Um, so that it can keep on like, you know, growing and repurposing the, mm-hmm. the earth around it mm-hmm. and spread its roots even deeper. So, yes. wow. Cool analogy there. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of leads in then I feel like to the last little section of my poem where I talk about how, I mean, other humans inspire me. Um, like, for example, um, whenever I s- I'm around people who are, you know, they're chasing a dream 
or maybe they're just trying something new, or maybe they fail, but they try again, or maybe they succeed, or whatever that even means. Just being around other people who are who are themselves, mm-hmm. and they're chasing dreams, or they're just dreaming, or maybe they... They're just streaming? <laughs> like on Twitch? Streaming, dreaming. Uh, do you say dreaming or streaming? Just dreaming. <laughs> just streaming? Are you guys hearing dreaming or streaming? Just. Just dreaming? Dreaming. Just dreaming. Just dreaming. I don't know. We'll have to. This is just like dreaming. The, it's like the Laurel Lanny thing. Laurel Yanny. <laughs> or Laurel Yanny. Laurel Yanny. But being around other people, yeah, who, who are big dreamers, but also who are themselves. That inspires me to be myself. You know, if I am around someone who is unabashedly themselves and they're not afraid to just be that, I feel like that gives me not that. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't need it, but sometimes we feel like we do. It gives me the permission to, like, be myself, to feel like mm. I can be myself around them. Like, it feels like a safe space. Yeah. And that's inspiring to me, too. It's like the cat. I mean, the cactus are just, they all got different flowers, but they're just showing them off. It's like they're going to mm-hmm, bloom, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't even really touch on the moon, which is also really big. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the moon plays into the cycles of life, though. I mean... Every 28 days, you get to watch the moon just wax and wane and be full and be new and be totally... Which, speaking of, today is the full moon, right? Yes, yes, so it is. It shall rise moon, over yes. the far horizon. I mean, just the... the um, what is it? The, the way we're connected with the moon, and I mean, the way you can see that in your life of the moon going through all of her different phases where she waxes and wanes when she's full and loud and taking up space when it's a new moon and you don't see her at all. And it's a dark, dark night. I mean, all those things are so more stars that night. Yes. They're so in line with, and like just totally very much ingrained with, you know, things that happen in, in a human life as well. Yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, the moon has always been, I mean, that was, I say that was like my first big tattoo was the moon phases. It's not as big as others now, but the moon. In terms of radius on your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Well, I, Pass no, it over I, to you. no, I don't think I'm done with you yet, <laughs> oh, Ames. Okay. 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 I'm just saying, uh, do you think um, like you've always been inspired by the, by nature or has it been more like since we've been traveling in the van? Definitely since we've been, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I'll say probably since we moved up to Colorado. Um, I think it started, it really, really started there. I wasn't as connected with nature. Definitely. When we lived in Nashville, just the way my life was structured at the time, that was not a priority. It wasn't, I mean, I would get outside and like, you know, go for walks or runs or like walk the dogs or whatever. At the park. Yeah. But it was never, it was very intermittent. Wasn't. I seen that. Yeah, it is. It is different. Like I, when we were back in Nashville in January, we still like went mm-hmm. to the parks and hiked around. But mm-hmm. honestly, even like hiking in a forest in the park, you know, around Nashville, Tennessee, it feels almost more like a sandbox mm-hmm. uh, that you know you're able to play in. That society lets you go here to like get your little playtime in and be outside, rather than what we're experiencing out here. This is like nature in its wildest and truest form yeah you know as as far as we can get kind of as a society modern day yeah um and that yeah it's it's very different to me like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i think i was kind of the same way not trying to steal your thunder but yeah uh you know i don't think i was that inspired i love nature but i don't think i ever felt that kind of deep rootedness and inspiration from it until we started living in the van and like seeing this like yeah this wild just 
unhinged nature. I mean, I would go to say that every human being has some sort of big draw and big inspiration with nature. Um, it could, I mean, it could, and that could be, this is one of the beautiful things. I mean, too. we are nature. Are uh, we not? Yeah, that's what, I, yes, oh. that's what I was getting to. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say, this is one of the beautiful things about nature too, is it's so uh, diverse, you know, like you've got the beach, like the coast, you have mountains, you have alpine lakes, you have, um, forests, you have deserts, you have, I mean, like there's so many different kinds you that I feel like there's and... something in at least one uh, aspect of nature, I think that pulls at everyone in some way. Um, and sometimes, sometimes we just like distance ourselves from it a lot and that's normal, you know? Um, so I would say that pool, I think the pool's always been there. I just don't think I had removed enough things to really like go full send on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's probably true with, I mean, definitely feeling where like I came from where, yeah, I always loved nature and I loved the idea of it. And I, I thought I loved like going outside and going for hikes, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, but you did. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. And, but, and that just gave me such a little taste. I still had a lot more to remove to actually like feel like a deep connection where like, I now feel like we're like hand in hand, mm -hmm. you know, with how we live. Uh, I know I don't affect the desert as much in a positive way, I think, as it affects me <laughs> or the, you know, the, the places we live. But uh, I hope I hope so. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, hope. I think you do. <laughs> I bring some energy. We bring energy to the desert. So mm -hmm. I hope it's good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, essentially, we are nature. Yes. So yeah, I, I mean, feel like every human is almost prone or like, you know, preconditioned to feel connected to it because without it, we shouldn't be able to live. No. No. <laughs> I mean, whether we realize it or not, we are in a symbiotic relationship with it. Yes. Um, we can't live without trees. So. Yeah. And I think as we get further and further and deeper into our culture as it goes along, I think we are beginning to forget some of that. Yeah. And so. I would agree. It's been a really good reminder yeah. being in the van and, and experiencing it firsthand in its unhinged form. Yes. All right. Yes. Are you done with me? Do I get to turn it over to you now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought I had some more questions, but we can, we oh, can no, move you can, on. Oh, no, you can keep no, asking. I like it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I, I did a little bit of journaling, too. Um, but I did write the question. I said, what inspires me? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, very short journal. And I kind of just listed some things. Uh, music was first. So I actually went back when I was journaling. I went back to my website, actually. Mm. Um where I ask the question on my form, what inspires people when you inquire? But I also have in our little about me's, we talk about what inspires us because mm -hmm. that's something I want to share with people too. You know, that I think it's a big connecting factor with if I know I'm going to vibe with someone and yeah, what our interests and stuff will, will sprout from that. Um, and so music was a big one I listed there. And I think music for both of us was yeah. always a bonding factor. And I mean, I also think to go along with nature music is something that m most if not every humans are like prone to liking well i would say that music comes from nature too have you ever listened to the wind or listened to birds or we've been listening to some cactus friends yes. that's for sure they're everywhere <laughs> yeah music, music is huge and actually when you know we had brought up living in nashville before and like you were saying, did I feel this inspired and connected to nature back then? Music was actually probably the biggest inspiration for me when we lived there. Music was probably the reason we almost didn't leave Nashville. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely one of them, um, along with a few others. But yeah, music, I mean, yes, I'm with you. It, yeah. it is 
for me, it transcends time and space. It lives in its own realm, and, like, it is an access point that just immediately drops me into my heart space. And Yes, and, it, like, music touches me in areas that other things don't touch me. And, uh, not, okay. Uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, there, there's certain songs and bands where yeah. that will completely open up doors and like avenues and find canyons inside my soul that I haven't really explored or didn't mm-hmm. know were there. And it, yeah, it just kind of like washes through my persona, uh, the right music, the music I like, and, you know, just like opens me up, envelops me and can like, yeah, transcend me to different planes of existence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, now I'm like a new person on this plane of existence. <laughs> mm-hmm. What can I do? So yeah, music is awesome. Love music. That it's- was definitely when we lived in Nashville, we went to a lot of concerts all kinds of con- huge concerts small concerts every venue in Nashville yes. I think we have frequented yes um or we did at the time yeah it was just it was a huge factor in our life um and still is honestly damn I th- had another thought and I'm blanking on it but love music <laughs> <laughs> what was my other thought anyways okay moving on maybe mm-hmm. I'll come back to it mm-hmm but uh definitely love music but yeah and then my next one of course I have being in nature which mm-hmm. I think Instead of just putting nature, for some reason I wrote being in nature, which I think I don't want to beat a cactus. I don't want to stomp on a cactus. I'm trying not to use the phrase beat a dead horse because that's so violent. (laughs) But yeah, just all what we were talking about, actually like living in this nature, this like being firsthand, experiencing the cycle, seeing it with our eyes on a day-to-day basis, feeling how the moon affects us like energetically and mm-hmm. physically what mm-hmm. it can do to us physically out here where like all of our boxes are stripped away where there's literally just a, a van wall between us and the and the weather outside mm-hmm. um is very grounding and inspiring and i feel the more it just kind of settles everything inside of me to where the soil can be very enriched to where i can plant the seeds i want and they can grow and thrive in that space. It's cool to see too, and have been able to witness too, like how nature and like how the environments live and how they have adapted over time to like, and evolved, um, to, you know, what happens to them. So like to kind of like line that up with like a reflection with like living a human life, um, you know, you see like to you, since we're in the desert right now, to use the saguaro cacti as an example, you can look at the saguaro cacti and you will see, they're called wastes. You will see parts literally on the saguaro where it kind of looks like it like goes in a little bit like a waste and then it kind of curves outward and then maybe it curves back in a little bit. And those are literally timestamps of what the environment was like that year of the cactus living there, living there. So saguaro's got them curves, girl. So like mm. the times where it's thinner, you know, where it has a waste um, that was a drier winter it had to use more of its water reserve and in the areas where it's thicker well the waste curves out a little bit like those were wetter winters it didn't have to use as much of its water reserve um so like literally just seeing how i don't know seeing how like they adapt and evolve and like thrive and still find ways to live in the midst of things changing around them even year to year yeah you could go through like a drought or a warmer winter, and you can see how this is imprinted upon the cactus curves or you can watch i mean you can see a tree and how it has started to like maybe grow like it totally changed directions because it had to grow in the direction of the sun and maybe something was blocking it so it had to shift and like start growing another way and like just seeing that being like, even though it had this massive change in its ecosystem of not being able to get light, it still found a way. Yes. 
to keep going, you know? Oh, I think one of my favorite things with saguaros is, which is kind of mind blowing. You'll see, you'll see the really picturesque ones, the really pretty mm -hmm. ones that are like 30 to 40 feet tall, but then you'll come across ones where it looks like they started growing and then like, yeah, something happened where it's like they're broken off or like kind of rotten. Um, and then they'll have like one arm sticking out and then out of that arm is like a perfect arm growing. And mm -hmm. like, from what we've learned, saguaros can like vastly recover from, from injuries, from, you know, seasons of drought. And that that's just not ideal for the growing situations where, yeah, it, it may get close to dying and you'll see that reflected in like scars on the cactus, but it can still keep thriving and keep growing in like weird ass formations. Yeah. Like we've seen some crazy ones that are like have fallen over, but then have like started growing back up. And so I don't even know, I can't draw it for you. I'm making all these hand motions here, which I know you can't see on the podcast, but looks like something out of a roller coaster mm -hmm. where the swirl was kind of like bent over and died, but then it started to like recoup and then regrowing the arm back up again. Uh, and it just, it's adapt. Yeah. It's, swirls are very body positive. You know, yes. They love their oh, body absolutely. images, no matter what shape or size or form or function. I love it. And yeah, uh, they were, they were definitely my list because under being in nature, I put mountains, mountain streams. I put the ripples on lakes. Mm. <laughs> I love just looking, sitting on the edge of a lake and, feeling small I don't know with a mountain in, in the back you know I'm picturing Twin Lakes right now I was about to say I can't think of anywhere yeah uh, and then I have the ocean and the beach and all the flora and fauna I also have being alone in nature uh, and just being like silent and still and yeah just hearing the music of nature whether it's the wind you know whipping through the forest where you can feel like you can hear gusts coming from mm -hmm. what sounds like miles away and then they get to where you're at and they rattled you know the leaves of the trees around you oh so fucking pretty <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i also have the desert and saguaros um uh, i also put mushrooms mm -hmm. mushrooms are another part of nature that i think have I've very been inspired by, especially since we've been in the van and especially this year, last year when we were in Colorado, we had such a great foraging season. And the more I learn about fungi and mushrooms, the more they inspire me because yeah. they are like, I, I love how it's in the, I think they talk about it in the documentary called Fantastic Fungi, which you should definitely watch if definitely. you haven't seen it. As I know we talked about it on the show before. As far as I know, it's on Netflix. So yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it is on Netflix now. Yeah. Um, when we first saw it, it wasn't even on Netflix. It was mm -hmm. back on its own private website. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fungi is essentially the crossover. We were talking about this process of the saguaros dying and decaying into the earth. And how does a saguaro die and then get repurposed? Is because fungi comes and breaks it down so that other animals and plants can use the nutrients from its dead body to mm -hmm. essentially, you know, grow. So they're bringing... To have new growth. They're bringing life to death they're taking death and bringing and forming it to new life, life. yes yeah. they are like literally the facilitators of that cycle of life and death they're the recyclers and that that, that is so magic yeah i'm not even talking about magic mushrooms yes but i'm just all mushrooms in general i think that is such a magic role for them yeah. to fill and man i'm getting closer and closer to just believing that fungi are the divinity on earth mm -hmm. <laughs> they are the controlling factor they were here before us and i think they will be here long after us mm -hmm. um so there's a lot we can learn from fungi yeah i'm with you there and with you there 100%. i also just want to be a fun guy so <laughs> you're a fun guy i'm a fun guy i'm a fun guy, guy. yeah i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you um, 
Okay, I also had this one, and this is going to become as a shock because we've been talking about nature, I think, for so long. But I have it on my website, and I say video games. Mm, whoa, what? Are you mind I didn't know like, that about no, you. What? Oh, Do you know I like to play video in? games? <laughs> yeah. No, I think video games are an inspiration to me and always have been, especially, I mean, I like to play these kind of vast open world games um, where, yeah, you're almost exploring this this they call it, you know, like a sandbox game where you have this whole realm of a world where you can explore every corner of it. And there's like secrets hidden, there's stuff to discover. Um, I mean, nowadays the graphics are visually stunning in these mm -hmm. worlds where you can climb mountains, you can, you know, traverse oceans. And I think being able to just like explore, uh, and just like let my creativity and like curiosity just like blossom in terms of this video game says like translated to my real life. Yeah. You um, didn't even talk about outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially the game I'm playing now, yes. No Man's Sky, I can literally traverse this endless star system mm -hmm. and galaxies and universes. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I really just think it like lights a fire into my curiosity to explore in those worlds, but then to take that curiosity and to like apply it into my life, my day to day life. Where I've I actually, I've seen it a lot. I think the curiosity is like a good way to word it. Like you're very curious about life because you've been curious, like you've followed that curiosity in a video game, which you might, you know, feel more inclined to do that because the reper potential repercussions like kind of don't exist because it's a video game. Like, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But I've, seen you take that curiosity yes and apply it to your own life then um where there could be repercussions but like you i don't know you're don't let that stop you from from like good curiosity you right know? yes um and then yeah it's it's cool it's cool i've loved seeing that avenue inspire you because i think that is pretty contrary to the typical um dialogue around video games yeah and especially i think if people you know if they look kind of a, you know, maybe the, the Instagram version of our life traveling and living in nature, you would think that video games do not have any kind of like fit yeah. into this puzzle or into this mosaic. We're dynamic. And, yeah, and it's like now mostly every night we're playing a few hours of video games <laughs> in the van, you know, after we've watched the moon rise or even mm -hmm. after we've had a campfire, sometimes mm -hmm. we'll come back and I'll break open the old switch and tickle the curiosity <laughs> up there. <laughs> until it's giggling like a little baby well i also think too that was weird i also think too um i've seen you like especially in these open world games you know you're like you'll have little missions or like um yeah missions i guess is the best word of that you do in them and like i feel like i've seen that reflected in your life as well just not that you like go on these little missions but just i don't know you since you're so exploratory and curious in that video game world bringing it then into real life like even if there's, I don't know if there's something to explore and like try to figure out, like yeah. you're more apt to do it instead of just like leaving it alone. Well, you know? one thing I talk about on my website too, about mm -hmm. video games is I love the stories behind them. And one of my favorite video games of all time is the Elder, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, where it is just an endless open world exploration where around every rock there's something waiting to be found. And a lot of those things you're waiting, that's waiting to be found is some kind of hidden story about a character, about the world itself. It's like, and I think that's translated too, where, you know, all this back to harken back to the cycle of life, everything out here is telling some kind of story of, mm -hmm. of life, of nature, of death. And I think, yeah, one 
one thing that video games bring to me is like I look for those stories and things where, you know, we've seen these flowers slowly be able to blossom. We've seen the story of the flowers start to open up and we've seen the life cycles of saguaros that are literally hundreds of years old from life to death to infancy. And yeah, I like finding the stories behind that. And I, and so, yeah. It's almost like <laughs> the earth and nature maybe inspired the video game creators. No, no way. I think these, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we said on our hike. Moral of the day is that life is basically a video game. Oh, yeah, y'all did Remember? say that. Yes, yes. Because, yeah, the other day on uh, the hike, we mm-hmm. were hiking with these very average people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we and kept, our friend Sarah. And our friend Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's above average. Yes, she is definitely yes. above average. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we kept on just being like, wow, this spot reminds me of this video game. And this spot reminds me mm-hmm. of this video game, which is what I am always doing. Mm-hmm. And and it is true. Well, but, all we've been talking about, there's you're... crossovers. You know, video games mimic life, but that curiosity is what carries over from but me. But life the storytelling. is what inspired the video games. Like, we can be out there like, well, these mountains look like Zelda. But then when you're playing Zelda, it's like, oh, these mountains look like the mountains on our hike the other Zelda day. Zelda looks like, like the mountains. <laughs> it, like, it just, it's is a it cycle. like a double helix, would you say? Yeah. So that is uh, something that I definitely take inspiration from. I love playing video games because, yeah, it spurs on my curiosity, my creativity, I think my storytelling. And, like, well, not even storytelling, my intake of stories and how I can, yeah, I can see stories amongst everything. I've also Um, heard you compare video games to, to like, reading a book or getting lost in some sort of world, you know, like like a Harry Potter type world or a Lord of the Rings type world, you know, where like these artists or these authors create a whole lore. They literally create a different world. Well, And so, and you, I've heard yeah. you say video games are kind of like that, except instead of just reading about it, you actually get to like, it's a little more experiential. You get to be the character. Well, yeah, you, you, know? you play this role. You yeah. can like fit in role and your role can morph and change, but you can kind of like even be curious about the roles you want to play in this world as opposed to, you know, maybe you fit in a certain role in like actual life or you wouldn't be able to do a certain thing mm. in real life that you could experiment with in a video game, you know. So you're kind of you can like be curious about what roles you feel as a persona. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, RPGs, role playing games yes. are big ones that yes. inspire me. Probably yes. not every video game, you know. Yeah. Mario Kart doesn't. It does. Well, honestly, Mario Kart 8. The, the the levels are so creative yeah. and so well designed yeah. like that is art in yeah. and of itself yeah. so video games are also art life yes. is art we are art <laughs> art <laughs> art is life art is inspirational and art is everything <laughs> and everywhere uh, did you have any others um okay I also kind of have someone to you I have my last thing is what well, it's kind of two I have manifestation and then slash like other people. Um, confidently pursuing their dreams. So kind of like you said, people mm-hmm. who are being their self. Oh, I didn't mean to close that. Because um, I had some quotes that tied into this one too about like what inspires me about, you know, people and what I try to be when I want to be inspirational or like to myself even. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's like being very confident in who you are and like pursuing your dreams. And uh, to tie it all together... And back to nature, one of my favorite books, Walden, by Henry David Thoreau, who was a guy a long time ago, if you don't know Thoreau, just went out into the woods um, and, like, built a cabin with his hands, like, off the grid, 
uh, not amongst society and just tried to live off the land for a few years. And he kind of just wrote about it. It's very journaly. He's talking about seeing birds. It's kind of like how we journal here, honestly, a lot, <laughs> where I'm just like, I see a cactus wren over on the Palo Verde. And look, another cactus wren over on the saguaro. Mm-hmm. And another cactus wren. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> only cactus wrens live out here. <laughs> but at, at the end, he kind of details, you know, like why, I think the last chapter is like why he did it and what he lives for. Like his purpose behind it, his inspiration, why he even pursued this task to, which actually kind of eventually led him going to jail because he wasn't paying taxes, uh, which we pay our taxes. So we're not going to jail. <laughs> but <laughs> um, let me see these pages real quick. 256. But this is one of, I think, my favorite quotes of all time. And just reading this quote is what honestly, like, inspires me to keep going and pursuing my dreams and then acting, you know, who I want to be in the world. And also that's what I, I glean from other people who are inspirations to me. But um, he says this. I learned this, at least by my experiment, that if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected unexpected in common hours. He will put some things behind that will pass an invisible boundary. New, universal, and more liberal laws will begin to establish themselves around and within, within him, or the old laws be expanded and interpreted in his favor in a more liberal sense." and he will live with the license of a higher order of beings. In proportion, as he simplifies his life, the laws of the universe will appear less complex, and solitude will not be solitude, nor poverty poverty, nor weakness weakness. If you have built castles in the air, your work need not be lost. That is where they should be. Now put the foundations under them. Wow. Wow. I think I need to read that like three more times. <laughs> it it is a lot, especially um, in his age. Well, there's so many little parts of it. An age of of writing, but I think what he's saying is, you know, dream the life you want and feel your inspirations. Create those castles in the air, you know, of your dreams and your hopes and desires, and then pursue them confidently, like you are going to manifest them to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all part of that, just like when when. When I do that, when I feel when I feel meet other people doing that, it it immediately double helixes me to where I want to start you know pursuing my dreams in a way that is confident and everything else settles around it mm-hmm. and you feel more grounded and more you know inspired and just full of life and that is what wakes me up in the morning. That is what gets Caleb. That is what gets me up. out of bed in twenty twenty three. Wow. Sorry, Kona. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's a big quote and a lot to handle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot to soak in, but there were, I don't know, there were lots of little chunks of it that was like, ooh, yeah, but, like, yeah. I had to move on and try to understand the next part. I definitely, I'll have to type that out in the show notes so that we can oh, all okay. we can all take our time with it. Yeah, it, it definitely needs some time, and the whole book needs processing time, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think he just says as you step forward and move forward in life metaphorically, you do it in a way that is authentic to yourself in a way that is pursuing and manifesting your dreams and who you want to be in the world and and that will happen before you and uh, I always feel like when I'm in those times of where it feels like I'm manifesting that I feel inspired and I feel the energy around me is high and lively and I I can see and feel that in other people I'm around and I feel how it impacts me and always you know gets me spurs me on and spurs me forward so that's a huge thing and there's you know, add to the fact that he, his life is literally, he went out and lived in nature. And this is kind of, you know, his defining factor is like, you know, this is what he was pursuing. This is why he lived. This is what his inspiration mm-hmm. is. And uh, I feel very, that is a deep root in my heart. Oh, I love that. 
Thanks for sharing that. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for asking about <laughs> it on this podcast. I think that's it. And everything yeah. else, nothing, nothing else inspires me. Oh, that's all it. right. Done with inspirations. <laughs> Done. Wow. Well, thank you, Caleb, for sharing that. Like, as we mentioned at the beginning, we, you know, don't really go over what our answers are to these questions. We just kind of flesh them out together here yes. in front of a microphone. So I would add last that our dog Kona is a huge inspiration to my life. Oh, oh she is such a beautiful stop being. Stop it. I'm going to cry. Full of thorns and <laughs> sticks. Like literal and, thorns. Yeah, bushes. <laughs> She's been a hot mess out here. Yeah, and I mean, I, I could go on for a long time if we wanted to go the route of animals, um, but maybe we'll just save that for. Well, another I honestly think you know episode. when you when you kind of get in a flow state of what inspires you. Honestly, anything that comes in contact with then people, nature, things, start adding to that that well of it's inspiration that can just you know it's like it's like a snowball that slowly gets bigger or a wave that slowly gets you know larger as it goes through the shore things just keep on more water just keeps on getting added to the wave it is and kind of like crashing down on the ocean on the shore it is you know kind of like a headspace or i like to i guess more i'd want to call it a heart space that you get in where yes or a I mindset think, too i think you're right or when you're in that it you know yeah it could be something as big and grander as a cactus or it could be the person at the grocery store who smiled at you and said to have a good day you know and everything so you know that you're at trader joe's because they're always very happy yes and i'm inspired by the trader joe's cashiers yes and everything in between and you know i think it's now hitting me i think that you know to go back to when i was talking about movement being inspiring to me like i think that's why i start my day with that every day i think it opens up that portal you know like at the end of that i'm like okay i feel like anything, anything and everything you. is inspiring to me now. Like yes. bring it in. Let's take this day on. <laughs> I do. I definitely feel that from you. And I think, you know, from living this life of travel, I think we've like gotten more and more in tune with that. Where like, man, I think we both feel inspired by a lot of different things every day mm -hmm. and it keeps on changing, but it keeps on adding. Um, and yeah, that's... well, it's really, I mean, to kind of wrap this up, uh, I mean, Caleb, you're one of my, you inspire me a lot. Oh. You definitely inspire me with just the way you live your life, your attitude, the way you treat not only other people, but also yourself. And that's, I mean, that's been an inspiration to me for 15 plus years. So thanks. Wow. Well, thanks for letting you. me have a front seat <laughs> to all this. <laughs> but yeah, you're welcome. So what inspires you? Yeah. Listener. What inspires you? Have you... And how does that, how is that reflected in your life? Yes. What yes. do you pursue? What dreams do you pursue what confidently? Yeah. How or, would you manifest them in your life? Yeah. Good questions. Good that's, questions. That's homework. Yeah. <laughs> and if uh, you want to chat about it more, we can connect via our Patreon now. Yes. Yes. In case you missed it, we did uh, start another way for you to support this podcast um, via our Patreon, which I will include the link to in the episode description for this podcast. Um, but it's just another way to help to support us um, in creating this podcast, in day-to-day -day production, in our enthusiasm behind the show. Um, so any and all, uh, support is appreciated. But even if you're just listening right now, that is support and we mm -hmm. thank you for it. And mm -hmm. thanks for listening. Hope you got something out of this podcast. <laughs> Hope you like it. Hope you enjoyed it at least. Hope it was worth your time. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Peace out. Go forth. <laughs>